0: Dr. Sophie Calabretto here. Today, you'll hear the first episode of our brand new podcast with Listener called The Science Briefing. Every Tuesday and Thursday, I'll chat with reporters at Cosmos Magazine about what's new in science, as well as the science behind the headlines. So to keep up to date with our new podcast, download the Listener app and search The Science Briefing to listen for free. Okay, enjoy the show. In July, the world got a deeper view into our universe than ever before. A 100 years ago, we thought there was only one galaxy. Now, the number is unlimited. The first images from NASA's James Webb Space Telescope were released, transporting us back in time, as far back as the Big Bang. We're looking back more than 13 billion years it's a new window into the history of our universe And today we're gonna get a glimpse of the first light to shine through that window. But these images are only the tip of the iceberg. Data is pouring out of the telescope, with scientists scurrying to piece it all together, as it could contain answers to some of our biggest questions about the universe. Light from the oldest galaxies, the oldest documented light in the history of the universe. It's hard to even fathom. I'm Dr. Sophie Calabretto, and this is The Science Briefing, a new podcast about the science of everything. Today, the James Webb Space Telescope and the race to make the next major space discovery. So, Evram, back in July, the Cosmos newsroom was pretty pumped when these images from the James Webb Space Telescope came out, and you were reporting on this as it was happening. Can you take us back to that night? Where were you? What were you doing?
1: So I was basically uh, in my partner's study trying to remain quiet (laughs) as it was the middle of the night.
0: Evrim Yazgin is a science journalist for Cosmos magazine.
1: The images came out at 12.30am Australian Eastern Standard Time and they came out over the course of an hour. So I was sitting there adding these gorgeous images to the Cosmos article live as it was happening. Uh, These were the very first images from the James Webb Space Telescope, or JWST, uh, and it included around a dozen photographs in full colour. The images include the furthest look into the early universe we've ever had, and because light takes billions of years to travel to us, we're essentially looking at the past. Very cool. It's difficult to express how big a deal this is Uh, and it's also one of those occasions where what comes out at the end, the end product, actually lives up to the hype uh, that's been going around for the past few years around the James Webb.
0: What was that like for you, Evram, and for all the other scientists who were sort of watching this unfold
1: in real time? Scientists who are involved in the JWST project have been talking about these images, and the emotion behind them being moved by them, some even on the verge of tears. They talk about the idea that what we're seeing is revealing even more of nature's secrets. And many are talking about these images as not just images, but an entirely new worldview. For me, it was just amazing to see how the JWST has improved on what we had before. The Hubble Space Telescope has for decades given us beautiful in-depth views of the universe. Now we have an even more powerful machine looking at the universe around us in even greater detail and looking even further back in time. So for me, reporting on this for Cosmos, I was very excited and felt like I had a lot of responsibility. This is a world-changing event. Not only was I sharing in the experience of these images, but I was then involved in sharing them again with an even wider audience. It's a science communicator's dream.
0: So what do we actually see in these images?
1: The main image that came out, and it was the first one which came out, which you've probably seen already, is of a cluster of galaxies. Uh, And this image has now been called Webb's first deep field. It shows thousands of galaxies in a sea of red, blue and white spots and curves. Uh, Many of the galaxies look curved because of the effect of gravity, uh, which is warping the light as it comes towards us. Some of these are incredibly distant. So we're talking about things that happened billions of years ago. And the image itself shows some galaxies as far as 13 billion years ago, uh, which is, you know, getting to the stage where it's just after the Big Bang happened. Yeah. But this wasn't the only photo. There were about 10 to 20 photographs that were released on that first night. Uh, There are images of nebulas, stars and other galaxies. A few standouts are the Carina Nebula, So this is one of the largest and brightest nebula in the sky. It's home to many stars that are several times larger than the sun. Another image shows WASP-96b. It's not an image in the sense of the others, but it's a color spectrum of a giant gaseous planet. It's a planet orbiting a distant star every 3.4 days. So the range of the images this telescope is able to capture and what celestial bodies we can now see are unparalleled. It's because we've just never had a telescope like the JWST before.
0: Can you tell us a bit more about the James Webb Space Telescope itself?
1: Yeah, so I mentioned the Hubble Space Telescope before. The James Webb Space Telescope is seen in some ways as Hubble's successor, but they do have some differences. Webb is about six times larger and a hundred times more powerful than Hubble. Also, Hubble orbits Earth, whereas the JWST orbits the Sun. Um, JWST has been in development for 25 years by NASA and cost about 10 billion US dollars to build. It's almost 21 meters by 14 meters, which obviously is massive. Yeah. And a big part of this is due to the size of the sun shield that protects it from solar radiation.
0: And what about its
1: journey? Where was it going? Back in December last year, the telescope was folded up into a rocket and launched. It then spent four weeks zooming across space to reach its final destination. In late January, it arrived. uh, And it arrived at something called the Lagrange point, uh, which is more than a million kilometers above Earth. This point was chosen because it's gravitationally stable. So if you put something there, the gravitational forces at this point will keep the telescope in place in orbit around the sun. It's designed to last five and a half years, but NASA estimates it has enough fuel to last well beyond 10.
0: Right. So that's a decent life for the telescope. And there's a lot we can learn in that time. But the other thing I want to ask you about, Evram, is JWST has been called the most powerful telescope ever. What exactly makes it so powerful?
1: Well, there are a few reasons. For one, it's powerful because of its imaging technology. It has better resolution and detail than any telescope before it. It's like a new generation iPhone with a higher megapixel camera. It's equipped with four optical instruments, which all collect images or take photographs using infrared imaging. Each of these instruments collect images at different infrared wavelengths as well. And JWST can also capture longer wavelengths than the Hubble. The reason why it uses infrared imaging is because infrared light can pierce through gas and other particles in our Milky Way that would otherwise hide or cloud parts of the universe. And because infrared imaging works by detecting heat... JWST can detect things like stars and nebula that give off heat that would otherwise be hidden behind these clouds and things. Uh, It can also do this better than we've ever managed before. But there are other features which make it really powerful as well. For example, JWST was designed with a requirement to track objects that move even as fast as Mars does as it orbits around the sun. But its actual performance is more than twice that. But the most exciting part of this Uh, is the huge amount of data that's coming out and will continue to come out from the telescope.
0: Right. So what is this data?
1: So all the data that's being collected by the JWST is open access. Researchers from all over the globe can log on to the NASA website and download data and just start sifting through it. The amount of data it's collecting is just insane. Uh, I mean, it includes a bunch of different things from clusters of stars to Earth-like planets orbiting other suns, and even looking closer to home at planets within our own solar system like Jupiter. And it's only been just under a month since these first images came out. But already, the sorts of things researchers across the planet, including here in Australia, are looking into is fascinating.
0: Okay, so there's this wealth of data coming out from JWST and researchers and scientists around the world are getting their hands on it. What are they expecting to find?
1: Well, part of the fun of having the most powerful telescope ever is we don't really know. Scientists around the globe are scurrying to get across the data as much as possible to try and make the next grand discovery. When it comes to what some Aussie researchers are doing, One researcher from the University of Melbourne is using one of JWST's instruments to look at objects from when the universe was super young. These include celestial bodies that have never been seen before. Wow. So there's potential to find totally new kinds of objects. Researchers at Swinburne University, also in Melbourne, are studying dead galaxies, which is basically a galaxy where star formation has ended. These researchers want to find out how the galaxies got to this dead point if they can or will ever come back to life and also how interactions with other galaxies might affect them. Another team at the University of Queensland is looking at how protoplanetary disks around stars in the Milky Way form. These disks are thought to be the birthing grounds of planets, so literally looking at planet formation with some of this data.
0: Wow, so the opportunities are endless basically.
1: Yeah, it definitely feels that way. And look, there's so much to discover and new things are coming out every day. Discoveries are being made that we didn't even think would be possible with this telescope. Over this past weekend, JWST discovered its first supernova, even though it wasn't necessarily designed to discover supernovas. And just a few days before that, the telescope broke its own record for the most distant galaxy ever observed. This galaxy existed about 200 million years after the Big Bang or 13.5 billion years ago. So yeah, there's a real sense that with the amount of data that we're getting uh, from this new telescope, the scientific community is genuinely a buzz in a way that we've not seen in a very long time. There's this palpable feeling almost as if it's a race and there's a collaborative zeal to make the next big discovery. There's a feeling that what we've found so far really only scratches the surface of what we're likely to find.
0: Avram Yazgin is a science journalist for Cosmos Magazine. You can read more of Avram's reporting at cosmosmagazine.com, including the article this episode was based on. That article is called, Here Comes James Webb Space Telescope's First Full Colour Photo drop. You can also check out other reporting on JWST from Cosmos journalist Claire Kenyon. The Science Briefing is produced by Listener and the Royal Institution of Australia. Additional audio from PBS NewsHour and BBC News. This episode was produced by Jake Morcombe. Our executive producer is Melanie Withnall. I'm Dr Sophie Calabretto. Catch you next time.